Hi, welcome to the Fast Life with Diabetes podcast. My name is Lucy Fisher. On this podcast, we'll discuss everything related to intermittent fasting and type 1 and type 2 diabetes. We'll share tips and tricks and we'll reveal some of the challenges that we've all faced as we go through this journey. We'll also have some fascinating guests that will share their stories. Thanks so much for joining. It's going to be a great show. Also, before we get started, I just want to remind you that I am not a doctor. Before beginning an intermittent fasting protocol or making changes to your medication, I highly recommend that you speak to your doctor. This is an episode that I'm really looking forward to recording. I've gotten a couple emails from people asking me about some of the things that I've learned along the way, some of the things that I've been surprised by with intermittent fasting. So I thought this would be kind of a fun thing to do. These are definitely things that I did not expect would happen when I began intermittent fasting, but indeed they have happened. So let me start with number one, which is I am most hungry two hours after I stop eating, not 20 hours into my fast, which I think is kind of crazy. You normally would expect that if you've been fasting for a long period of time, you'd be just starving at the end of your fast. But actually I find that two or three hours after I stop eating, when I close my eating window, that's when I get the hungriest. And I've done a lot of thinking and reflecting on this. And I think it's because I still have the taste of food in my mouth. I still have the food in my stomach. I still have the insulin on board from the food. So my brain and my body are subconsciously reminding me of food. Food is on my brain. So that's why I think about it. I'll tell you, I close my eating window most days around 1230 or one o'clock. And when I wake up the next day, this is 1230 or one o'clock PM. When I wake up the next day in the morning, I don't think about food, which to me is pretty shocking because at that point I probably, when I wake up at seven, eight in the morning, I might not have eaten. I may not have eaten for 17, 18, 19 hours already at that point, depending on when I wake up. But food is not the first thought um, on my mind, actually. It comes more after I've eat, taken my last bite than the longer I'm into my fast. And interestingly, even when I've done longer fast, when I do alternate day fasting, I'll stop eating the night before, I'll eat a dinner, and then the whole next day I won't eat. Or in this case, I'll eat a 500 calorie meal in the middle of the day. And then the following day, I'll open my window at breakfast and eat at least two meals that day. So that's how I do ADF. I close my window the night before I eat a dinner, then the next day I'll eat about 500 calories. And then that following day, I'll open my window and do a full refeed with two or three meals. But anyway, when I'm doing the alternate day fasting and it's time for me to eat my 500 calorie meal, which is one of the accepted ways of doing alternate day fasting, I'm not usually hungry for that meal. Sometimes I do it just to, just to help my, calm my energy down a little bit. Eating kind of makes me tired. So I find that when I do alternate day fasting, I get very restless and kind of hyper in a a way. So when I eat that 500 calorie meal, it just sort of calms my whole system down. So that's why I do it. But I don't do it out of hunger because I'm not hungry at that point. And after I take the last bite of that 500 calorie meal, whatever it may be, sometimes I do less than 500 calories because I weigh so little at this point. 
Maybe I'll do 300 calories on that day. I, I just don't feel hungry. And then oddly enough, even the next day when I wake up and it's time for me to, to break the fast and do a full refeeding day, I'm not hungry then either. I kind of have to force myself. The point being, the longer you fast, the less hungry you will be. And I know it sounds very counterintuitive, but that's the truth of it. So if you can kind of get through those initial hunger signals, especially if you're new and you just feel like you're starving, especially since you've just eaten a meal, if you can just kind of power through that and just ignore those hunger signals, your body will relax a little bit and you won't be hungry anymore. It's the oddest thing, but it, it does happen. Okay, the number two thing that I've found very interesting, and I alluded to this a little bit in a prior episode, is that I find an earlier eating window to be better for me than a later eating window. I think I had said initially I started with a 16-8 protocol where I was fasting for 16 hours and eating for eight hours. And the eight hours I was eating would typically be between 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. or 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., somewhere in there. So I was closing my window in the evening and I found that when I did that, my blood sugars tended to be a little bit more unruly as I was getting ready to go to bed. Usually, I mean, I could calm them down by that point, but I go to bed at 10 or 11 p.m. So if I couldn't get my blood sugars under control in that two or three hour period, then they could be somewhat of an issue for me when I went to bed and overnight. So I decided to move my eating window to earlier in the day. Now I open my eating window usually around 10 in the morning and then I close it around 12.30, one o'clock, somewhere in there. Every day is a little bit different depending on what I have going on. But that's typically how my day goes. And I find that when I do things that way, I have a lot better control over my blood sugar through the rest of the day. So after I close my eating window, there's gonna be a little bit of noise, typically. I don't always dose my insulin totally, 100% correctly. So that's kind of how my blood sugar usually works. Sometimes I dose it properly and I'm totally stable after I eat. Those are miracle days, they don't happen terribly often, but they do sometimes. And if, especially if I'm eating low carb, that happens too. I mean, it's more likely that I'll give myself the proper amount of insulin and not have really any noise after I eat. But regardless of whether I dose perfectly for my meal or I don't, I find that with an earlier eating window, I have a much better day and much better control over my blood sugars. Also, you might think that if you eat earlier in the day, maybe you're gonna get hungry toward the nighttime. Like I said, in the first one, the first point that I made, I'm t typically the most hungry two or three hours after I eat. So maybe I get hungry a little bit around two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon. And then if I can just push through that, then I won't be hungry at all for the rest of the day into the night, overnight. And this includes like, if I go out to eat with friends and, and I've done this several times and it may seem awkward to you, but if we go out for dinner and I, I just drink a water, I drink a sparkling water, no lemon, no nothing in it, just drink a sparkling water, let everybody else eat. And after the initial smelling all the food and watching everybody eat, once I get over that, then I'm totally fine to just drink my water and I don't even recognize that there's food on the table. But anyway, long story short, earlier eating window has worked out much better for me. You might find the same thing works for you or maybe not. A lot of people prefer an, a later eating window, maybe because of their work schedule or th some other schedule that they have and they just can't do an earlier eating window and dinner time eating window is, is preferable to them. That's fine. I'm just telling you for me, this is what I've noticed and this is what works best for me. The third thing I noticed, and I still can't believe this, is you may still lose weight even after you have reached your quote unquote goal weight. 
And that has really happened to me to the tune of 20 pounds. So as I said in prior episodes, I would always start at 123 pounds. That was like my high water mark. And then I would, my goal was always to get to 113 pounds. So once I feel like I get to 113 pounds, goal achieved, I'm happy, and that, that's all there is to it. So with intermittent fasting, I got to 113 pounds, and then the weight just kept coming off. I didn't change anything. I wasn't doing anything different. I wasn't trying harder to lose weight, nothing. It just kept coming off and coming off and coming off. And then when I hit the 100-pound mark, so that at that point I would have been down 23 pounds, I decided to cut sugar. And once I did that, making no other changes, I lost another seven pounds without really trying. And I know it seems like that's totally impossible, especially since it feels when you're doing, when you're on a diet, it feels impossible to lose weight. Every quarter pound, you feel like you just really sacrificed a lot and struggled a lot to get there. It's shocking to me that I have continued to lose weight without even trying. Now, I think my body has finally stopped at 93 pounds. I've been at 93 pounds for a few weeks now, and I don't see the scale moving any lower. And I'm actually thankful for that because I think I'm at a really good weight. And I don't honestly, I don't want to keep buying new clothes. Like <laughs> it's, it's getting kind of annoying to lose more weight. And plus I think I look good now. And I, I really just, I have no desire to lose anymore. And in fact, if I do lose more then I'm going to have to add some more food into my eating window, cause I don't want to go any lower than I am now. But it's something that I think is very funny that if you had told me when I started this, that you're going to blow right through 113 pounds and you're gonna end up at 93 pounds, I would have just, I, I would have been completely incredulous because there's no universe where I th would think that could ever happen, but it did. So just be prepared for that very same thing may happen to you. I listen to a lot of other intermittent fasting podcasts. I hear a lot of people talking about that they just blew right through their goal weight and, and went far below that. So don't be surprised if that happens to you. The fourth thing that I find to be very interesting and I was not really prepared for is my taste buds changed. And I wasn't expecting this because my entire life I've liked certain foods. I like fried foods, I like sugar, I like high carbohydrate, I like pasta. You know, I like basically things that are not good for you. I've always liked that stuff. And now I find my body is craving salad. It's craving more protein in the form of meat it's craving fruit and it's not craving sugar. It's not craving fried foods or high carb. I, I really, I don't think I've had pasta in, in months now, which is some shocking to me because I used to eat pasta at least a few times a week. I mean, it was always in rotation and I just loved eating pasta, but I haven't wanted to eat pasta. Instead, I really am craving opening my eating window with some fruit and eating a really nice salad with some cheese, some, maybe some blue cheese and a nice olive oil dressing with lots and lots of fat and avocado and having for a main course, maybe some grilled chicken and some broccoli and some other vegetables. And I'm just completely, it's, I'm unrecognizable to, to my, my prior self. It's, it's, it's completely different and it's not because I'm forcing it. It's not because I even wanted to do it. This is just naturally what happened. In fact, when I started intermittent fasting, I allowed myself to eat whatever I wanted, but I found that I just, I was forcing myself to eat the foods that I used to like to eat. 
So I was forcing myself to eat dessert, even though I didn't want to eat it anymore. And then I thought to myself, why am I doing this? Why don't I just eat what my body wants me to eat? And I feel so much better doing it. And a nice side effect of all that is my blood sugars are better because when you eat lower carb and you eat, you know, more greens and things like that and less desserts, your blood sugar, it's a lot easier to bolus for things that have fewer carbs in them and are and, and take longer to absorb. It's just, it's just a fact. It's just easier for you to bolus for those things. So my blood sugars as a nice side effect have gotten much better as a result of intermittent fasting purely by, by accident, not by anything I've done intentionally. And the last thing that has just completely surprised me about intermittent fasting is that I get full faster. I grew up in the clean plate club and I don't know how many of you have grown up with that, but every single day when I was a kid, it was just drilled into me that you have to finish the food on your plate. And I always did that. And I, I was the type of person, I open a package of donuts or something. I'll eat the whole thing. I, I can't stop myself. I have like an endless pit for a stomach and I just never could control my portion sizes. And I was very prone to overeating and binging. Now I have complete control over my body. In fact, if I'm eating a meal and I'm feeling full, I'll just put the fork down. I don't care if it's halfway through the meal. Once I'm full, I'm done. I, I just can't force myself. I don't have that mindset where I need to clean my plate anymore. I honestly think to myself, either this food stays on the plate and it goes in the trash or it goes on my hips. I'd rather have it in the trash. I don't have that compulsion to finish every bit of food that's on my plate anymore. Now I've sort of learned to give myself smaller portions because I know I get full faster. And that's something that if you could have, if you observed me eating prior to intermittent fasting and you observed me now, you'd think it's a different person because I just, I, I really had no off button and now, and now I have one. And it's completely due to how intermittent fasting reprograms your brain on a subconscious level. So I think those are five really interesting things that have happened to me through my intermittent fasting journey. There's a lot more, but I'll leave it at five for today. Uh, another point, maybe we'll talk about some more of those things, but I just thought you might find these interesting. If you notice some of these things happening to you, it's kind of cool and it's something that's completely unexpected. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest, please email me at fastlifewithdiabetes at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.